and welcome to the news podcast i'm brad and i'm jeremy <laughs> what's going on why, why you're all like what's all of that what was all that i'm excited are you i am i'm excited about this movie we're going to talk about i think uh probably one of the better movies that we've talked about in a while uh i believe so after mm. watching it yeah and uh we are in the middle of our ghost series What'd you call it? I don't know what you called it. Uh, You're the one that releases these spirited things. Spirited sequels. Spirited sequels. Yes. I think. <laughs> and uh, we've done uh, a couple of them, right? We've done uh, The Woman in Black. Yep. And we just recently did The Grudge 2. The Grudge 2. And yeah. now we are doing Candyman 2. Farewell to, to the Flesh, right? Yeah. Or farewell, farewell to Flesh? Farewell to Flesh. Right. It seems to be like that's... Is, is that kind of like a Sorry. New Orleans, like Mardi Gras thing? Man, farewell to the flesh, yes. Yeah, but I think that's kind of like... Is that like a, a festival, like a carnival kind of saying in well, New Orleans says or, that, or something? He says that uh, in the... Uh, I think like in the actual thing, mm-hmm. like Kingfish says... Kingfish. Um, in the movie actually says... Yes. My favorite character it. in the movie, Kingfish... Who's basically like the chief from uh, in the <laughs> right. Warriors? In, in the Warriors, kind yeah. of in a way, kind of brings that 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 to that, yeah. Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves because we are doing Candyman Two, Back in the Habit, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Candyman Two, Back in the Habit. No, Candyman Two, nothing <laughs> sweeter than sweets. No, not not quite. Um, anyway, a uh, little information about this movie. It's a the 1995 sequel to the 1992 movie Candyman. Surprise. They call it Candyman. Um, say, Candyman I've, I've said I've said Candyman's name at least five times now, so he oh, should. We don't have any mirrors. Either. We don't have any mirrors, so don't worry about or it. Or reflective books. We will say <laughs> we will say Candyman's name a lot um, during this. I want to say um, kind of a, a little spoilers in this movie, so um, be aware of that if you've never seen Candyman two. Um, would you say? Right? Yeah, I mean, there's some twists and turns in this movie. I mean, almost 15 years later, or no, almost, I don't care. I don't really care about later. our audience, and I say spoiler because I don't, you know, you know what I mean. No, we don't, we don't throw out spoiler alerts for anything else unless it's really new. We look. There's no reason to pull, uh, grudge two. You need a spoiler alert for grudge two. Come on. Well, no, but like, yes, like this is a good movie, and like I want people to see it. But do we really need a spoiler alert on an almost 25 year old movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just be nice to people. Would you for once? <laughs> would I for once? <laughs> and we didn't do it for any other damn yeah. movie. No, I know. Come out in I the know. last two years. I know. Well, you know, we've done a couple. I'm just saying, like, there's twists and turns to movies. Like, everyone should be aware that there should be spoiler alerts when they listen to our podcast, right? And yeah. Because even, you know, because we range from, like, movies that are 20, 30, 40, even 10, 5 years old. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, we've had a couple where we, they were in the theater when. Yeah, we were they were in the them. theater. Those are more spoilers. I yeah, we say. we didn't say much about those. This movie is uh, directed by Bill Condon, right? Yes. Who directed Gods and Monsters, which is a wonderful movie, uh, with what's his face? I can't think of his name right now. Lord of the Rings. Why can't I think of the guy Peter from Lord Jackson? Of the Rings? What's that? From Lord of the what? The the guy that plays Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. It's like, what are you talking about? Brendan Fraser. Fraser, yeah. And uh, Ian McKellen in a wonderful movie about uh, the the director of uh, 
the Frankenstein movies. So there you go. There yeah, go. this movie, of course, stars Tony Todd again in the uh, in the title role of the Candyman. The role of the Candyman. Candyman, Candyman. Because the Candyman can. Because he mixes it with love. Set in New Orleans this time. I do believe the first movie, you've seen the first movie. Yeah. That was more urban, more set in kind of a... Uh, yeah, it was in Chicago. Chicago. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is more set in uh, New Orleans. And we'll talk about uh, the setting, whether it works or whether it doesn't, and mm-hmm. what does work and what doesn't uh, later on. But do we have a plot synopsis of this movie? Uh, yes, we surely do. Uh, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I cool off my mm-hmm. spot. Oh, I know. So, so okay, here we go. You ready? I was, I was going to give you the plot of like the kid from Willy Wonka coming in mm-hmm. and seeing Candyman. No, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah. I got this. I got this. I got this. The Candyman arrives in New Orleans and sets his sights on a young woman whose family was ruined by the immortal killer years before. Did you... Where are you getting your plot synopsis? Lately, they've been kind of weak. Synopsis? My plot synopses are fine. No, but, like, you've had fun ones, and so I'm, like, I'm worried about, you know, you, you're you not digging far enough and I finding did some... did just fine. Really? Because last week, you just read the IMDb description. Did I? Yes, because I read it with you. Am I always reading IMDb? Yes. <laughs> there aren't that many on this What can one. we say about this movie before? Well, you know, before we talk about this movie, should we talk about where people can find us? Yeah. You're so unprofessional. I love it. Well, no, we can talk about... We just want to talk about the No Phony Podcast We'll talk network. about the No Phony Podcast Network. So, the No Phony Podcast Network is our network that we're on, uh, and they have... All sorts of different kinds of podcasts on there. They have podcasts where they're, uh, you know, they deal with more like paranormal or crime things. They have things ranging with politics. They have comedy, like uh, like skit based comedy. I mean, they got all sorts of stuff on there. Um, the podcast though that is featured this month uh, is Dear Diary podcast, uh, and it's uh, Dear Diary podcast with Danielle Rich and Joe. Uh, and Danielle, this is, it's a podcast where, uh, Danielle, Rich, Joe, they hang out every week, uh, and they talk about current events, music, movies, food, and any other daily nonsense. So if you're interested, definitely go out there and check them out on the no phony at no phony network.com. Uh, in addition to, you can also find us there and, uh, all the rest of our podcast partners. <laughs> Correct. So there you go. Uh, look for those people. Uh, look for us. Uh, and uh, you'll thank us later for that because there's some really good podcasts on there. But we are talking Candyman 2. Sweeter yes. than sweets. Golder than gold. I don't know. What's Candy, Candyman, Candyman 2 Sugar Crush? Sugar, sugar Crush. Divine. Sweet. Sweet Candyman Crush. I just want that. Like that. That's, and then that's a new game Candyman Crush. With like a hook. Yeah. When you you cross the two kinds of candies and he comes out with a hook, the hook and starts yes. hooking That's everything. what I want. Yeah. Give me that. Uh, again, this uh, stars Tony Todd. And then also Annie is our main character. Uh, she's played by Kelly Rowan. And you might know her from, she's the mom of, on the OC, I mean, the whole time I was watching this movie and going, 
who is that? I know her, but she's the mother who uh, was in the uh, the OC. So there you go. And um, this movie, she kind of like she sounds to me like Kate Hudson, doesn't she? Yeah, it's like Kate I Hudson can... Light for me. Oh, it was really really weird. Yeah, I could I could kind of see that. Yeah, she reminded me more of um, oh Naomi like uh, Naomi Watts. Mm, she's sure. kind of like Naomi Watts. Like if Naomi Watts and Kate Hudson got together and like had a kid and did you know Candyman too? I, I sure. Suppose. Suppose. So let's start things off with our cold open, shall we, Jeremy? Um, it is uh, we are in New Orleans, shot in New Orleans, um, which I kind of like. I kind of like that we're in New Orleans. I don't know about you, but uh, I prefer that. Uh, this is kind of interesting that we're yeah. set in you know a horror movie in New Orleans. Yes, I mean you get like voodoo stuff and stuff like that, but like not like a ghost or kind of like horror movie. Yeah, you don't. It doesn't really rely like always, heavily on voodoo because usually you get it's usually like magical, heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you don't really rely on that too much here. Um, you know, and like the the setting with Chicago makes sense too. Like in both of these, I think it's a great setting. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, I think like this gives it just more kind of uh, kind of solidifies it for me a little bit. Um, you know that it's uh, it's got such a, a place with such a colorful history too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we there's a there's a lecture going on with the the professor from the first movie, right? Professor Phillips uh, Purcell. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yes, played by Michael Colgan from the first movie. Yeah, and from a very a very English scandal. Yeah, he, he was in that. He was in like pole dark uh, and all that stuff. Yes, all yeah. all that. So. Um, he's given a lecture about Candyman, how, um, he's, he wrote a book. Yes. He's pretty much giving our exposition for the movie and kind of getting us caught up from the first movie, correct? He is, yes. I mean, this Um, is where the first movie kind of, like, comes into play. Yeah, he, um, you know? So he was, they were, they basically consult with him in the first movie. Okay, and and I don't know about that. Yeah, he's, he's like the expert on, like, the the mythos and stuff like that in the first one. So, yeah. Cause you originally were like, do you want to watch the first one first? And I'm like, we've never done that before. Well, we haven't, so. but I also, I really want you to, I think it's important that you watch the first one. Like these, these ones are really good. And right. I really don't want you to miss. But out I also, I, wa- like, I didn't want that to judge. Yeah. Like, like prejudge my review of this movie. For, yeah, no, for I get it. You were, you were being honest with our listeners yes. and sticking with our format. So sure. And, um, you're doing well, awesome. Uh, so he he wrote a book and he's uh, there's a lecture going on and he's he's talking about how hey it's it's not real yeah ha watch I'll say his name five times so he says his name five times in like the reflection of the book yes the book has like a shiny mirror cover yeah looks like a Daniel Steele kind of like (laughs) book you know what I mean it's almost like a self affirmation and I'm sorry that book's not that big. It was pretty. It was pretty. No, I know, but that story. No, come on. No, no. no. He got through that, and like he liked the lecture. Took like twelve seconds. I'm sure. (laughs) But yeah, he he, he says it, and then like, and then um, he goes over to the screen where he's giving his lecture, and he says, "See, nothing happened." And then the hook comes through, and people start screaming, and they're like, "Ha! Please welcome Peter, our Candyman." And I yeah. and I said the joke. Oh, Candyman has a Peter. Great. So, 
there's that. But there is a guy in the audience mm-hmm. who is significantly watching him, and he's not having any of this because he thinks this is all real. And that is um, Billy O'Leary. Yeah. Uh, yes, William O'Leary. Uh, he's uh, he plays Ethan. You might also remember him. He actually played Tim the Toolman Taylor's brother in Home Improvement. Yes, he did. And I totally forgot about that until I read that, and I went, "Duh, that's where I've seen him." Yeah. This movie is full of like actors that you have seen. So, was, and I actually was, like that. He's Go also ahead. a Deuce alum because he was in uh, Miss Congeniality too. Our first episode. Okay. Yep. There you go. So go back and listen to that if you dare. Um, but uh, you know, hey, we sound a lot different. And he was. I went through puberty. Project Alf. <laughs> Project Alf. What's that? Yeah, it was the uh, that nineteen ninety six Alf made for TV movie where it was like the no. Yeah, it was like the finishing thing for Alf. Really? Yeah. What did he play? Who did he play? He was a captain. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so he's in the audience, and he says that uh, he follows the uh, the author after the lecture um, down the streets of, uh, I mean, I think they're in the French Quarter. It looks like it the looks French, like French Quarter. Quarter. Yeah. And um, he follows them, and he says, you know, you should have helped my dad, because he realizes who it yeah. is. Yeah, he asked him to autograph the book, and then and so I'm like, "That's not for the first movie, though." Right? No, no. It's so not this is all set up for this movie. Yes, but I like how they do that, though. Too, it's not just like none of it was very just like out and out expository with right. this piece of it. Like, it kind of gives sets up a mystery to be solved throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was great. Right, like you could have Tony movies just go straight in exactly saying what happened. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, the professor goes to a bar. The guy uh, following him enters the bar and, and uh, threatens him. He leaves, and um, then uh, the prof- he gets like cut in the head, so he goes to the bathroom mm-hmm. to wipe it off. And um, and I love how like I don't love this, but I love this in a way because it's it's kind of racist how they they're like, um, oh my god, there's the Candyman could be in the bathroom, right? And then you see this uh, this African American gentleman come come up through the uh, the stall, and you're like, oh, no, that's him. And I'm like, no, it's just another black guy. And I'm like, yeah. that's kind of a little bit racist, there. Um, so I didn't really prefer that too well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they do that a li- <laughs> like one other time, and I'm like, eh, you're kind of playing with that a little too much, and I don't like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then the guy leaves the bathroom. And then when he leaves the bathroom, it's one of those doors that kind of goes forwards and backwards, forwards and backwards, forwards mm-hmm. and backwards. Yeah. And then we see Tony Todd, Candyman. Um, we don't see him, and then we see him behind the professor. Guts him, kills him. It's yeah. the credits to Candyman. Boom. I, I do have to say, like, the end only, of the movie. No, I'm just joking. The only thing that I don't like about this, like, the, the what they do, like, I will say, so they use a hook in, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Also. And with that, they're hooking people with it, right? right. Like, this is like stab. Yeah. Tony Todd is always stabbing yeah. people through the back with his hook. Right. Like, you never are hooking somebody. It's always through the back. Though, yeah. And too. I'm just like, how are you doing that with the blunt, curved part of your thing? And like, maybe <laughs> it's just, maybe it's been sharpened right. magically or. With also, his ghost powers. A little bit of information about this: the the the, um, the advertising of this movie, the original poster did have um, Tony Todd or an African American looking person stabbing 
a white lady or like going to stab a white person. Yeah. They changed that because around that time was the OJ Simpson trial. Yeah. They thought, Ooh, that's kind of insensitive. Let's not do that. Uh, I mean, this is, this is a really weird time in American culture where we have a man that's convicted or not convicted up for trial for the murder of, of a white woman, OJ Simpson. And, Times are tense in the United yeah. States. There's racial tension in the United States right now. And here we are. We're doing a horror movie set in New Orleans, built with a lot of mythology and a lot of myth, um, built on the backs of, of slavery in a way. Yeah. And I'm loving every tone of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of like, wow, we did that back. In, like we have that movie back in that t- in that time. Do you know what yes, I mean? Yeah. I'm like that's kind of ballsy, at least for 1995. At least I think so. But that's just yeah. me. I don't know if you agree. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, honestly, I think they could have done more. Oh, like, very much so. But like in 92 and 95, like. I, I don't know. Well, think about the Rodney some, King, you yeah. know, thing was around that. But we were also starting to like, I mean, it was, we didn't have social media right. at that point, but we started getting the 24-hour news cycle. Mm-hmm. And so more and more of these like, uh, more and more like issues with like racial tension and like, uh, like racial inequities and stuff like that, like you started to, uh, or racial inequality, you started to get those things um, I think much more into the the culture and like out mm-hmm. to where everybody was seeing them and we could see, hey, oh, it's a larger scale problem. Right. Um, and so I think this movie could have done more, but I don't know if it was ready at that point for it. I, I don't think I agree with you. It could have, especially where it is set. <clears throat> yes. It's set in New Orleans as opposed to set in Chicago. Now, of course, I've never seen the first movie. Setting in Chicago seems pretty prevalent. I mean, you're in an urban yes. urban setting yeah. in a very large populated area mm-hmm. that's the third largest city in the United States. So you are going to get a lot of mixture of cultures in that. There's a different kind of beast when it comes to like New Orleans as opposed to, say, Chicago, where everything seems to be, even though New Orleans, New Orleans is a big city, it is centralized in these locations that are de- deal with hospitality and greetings and and and, um, and tourism. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to Chicago, so there seems to be a little bit more of um, a closed-in kind of a uh, community of of the diversity as opposed to Chicago. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. It just seems like Chicago would be more spread out. I don't know what I'm talking about, but here, you know, let's continue with the movie. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So he gets arrested for yes. the murder of the... Because he threatened him on his way out. Right. And, of course, he's like, you're going to get hooked through the throat. And right. just, like, yelling very yeah. specific things yeah. at them. You're going to get hooked through the throat by a hook or stabbed or whatever. And I'm going to steal your book or whatever. Oh, my God, he well, stole yeah, his book. No, he didn't. So um, uh, he, we find out that he is um, comes from a very wealthy family. Yes. Right. And so his sister, who is played the the Annie character, who's our main character, goes to um, see him in um, in the interrogation room because he's like, "Come on, I don't think you did this. I, you know, there's something uh, else going on." 
Um, and, um, you know, this is a fine scene. There's nothing really, you know, to grab onto here that's necessarily important. It's just that we're setting up the Annie character. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I'm just kind of like getting, she's a a teacher. She's right. Yeah. So she's, she's a teacher. She's married. She's married to like some guy who owns, uh, I want to assume a, a restaurant in the French quarter. Um, I think so. You know what I mean? This is all set during during the time of Mardi Gras, and um, I kind of like that. I kind of like that because how many horror movies are set? In, you know what I mean? Horror movies are like set during Halloween, or yeah, you know. And I like that. I like that. The, or, the, or Friday the third. That movie that's set right. around Friday the thirteenth. I think yes. it's called Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, and, yeah. and that's on an Elm Street named Elm. Yes, in, in your nightmares. <laughs> set on Maple. No, but you know what I mean. Yes, I do. And uh, I don't know if you like that, but I like that. Yeah, no, I definitely do. No, the um, yeah, it's just like they picked a color, and they didn't start it like right in the middle of Mardi Gras. It also doesn't start like right. It doesn't just take place in one day. Like it's over several days, like leading up to yes, it's leading and up so, to like, Mardi Gras. You can you get the feeling like as the movie progresses that like things are getting much more charged. Like it's. Right. The, you're getting things that are crazier right. and crazier and more hedonistic, right. uh, you know. And, and so I think that really, like, helps to kind of build the tension with right. that is that just, like, crazy things are happening. So we follow we follow her into we, we realize that she's a teacher. We follow her and she, it looks like she's going through the, the ninth ward. Um, she's going through some tough areas in, yeah. in New Orleans. This is where things kind of hit or miss for me in this movie because we just kind of lightly just show it. We show the racism. We show the poverty. We show the the class differences. Yes. We don't necessarily build it through the thematic part of the movie. Yeah. Like it's there a little bit, especially towards the twist of the end. But I feel like it could have been even more. Yeah, and we don't really talk about the school or, like, if it's a special school, what the purpose right. is. We don't talk about, like, we kind of, we don't really get into that a whole lot. They almost, like, to me, this is the part where they kind of dance around it. Very much so. But we show, and so it's interesting. Like, we, you see the Ninth Ward, especially today compared to right. when the movie was filmed. Now, this was in, would have been filmed probably 94. 94, um, Or 95, depending upon when the release was. Yeah. But, like, so in that time, um, you know, obviously it's pre-Hurricane Katrina. Right. And so uh, you can see, like, there was a lot of, uh, you know, like, socioeconomic kind of issue. There's a lot of poverty and, like, the buildings are falling apart, like, kind of the shotgun houses, small Houses that just go straight through, you know, like it, you, you can see a lot of right. it. They, they get a couple glimpses of it, but that's like all that. Yeah, they but it's like glimpses. On. It's like, it's like Friday Night Lights where we're, you're setting up the tone of it by, by showing me what, yeah. what the town oh, looks yeah, like. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, gotcha. And, yeah. And you're not, and I don't know. That's where it's hit or miss for me. Well, uh, on just the, just the, like where you could have something yeah. to say, but you don't quite say it. Yeah, and as much and as they like, do a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah, as much as like I get it, like the French Quarter is flashy and whatever, but like there's so much more to New Orleans than the French Quarter, and so 
I would have liked for them to do more in the Ninth Ward or like talk through things there. And I think like and the they next do thing a little bit. Is, well, yeah, yeah, but then the next things like other than that, most of our yeah. time is spent in like yeah, what is like in I can't remember that the ritzy neighborhood off the side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, the garden the district. Or, yeah, like, yeah, like in the garden district or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean um, whatever hill. Yeah, because it's, it's again, it's like it's it almost becomes this white kind of savior yeah. thing in a way, with mm-hmm. especially with the woman. Yes, and is there something wrong with that? I mean, there is something wrong with that, but there, but there's also was we get it through the tone of this movie, and it's like it sets up that, and it's like you know where it's kind of going. Yeah, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't fine, and I actually enjoyed this movie in a way. Let's talk about the the husband in a way because he's not in it that much. No. He's in it at the beginning, um, uh, which, which, by the way, the first time I saw this, like that was incredibly disappointing to me. Why? Because I like the character. I did not like the character. Um, I, I think he was just. I knew right away he was a throwaway character. I knew right away he was gonna. Well, yeah, you he was know, gonna die you know really going soon. Uh, and I thought he was a wuss. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he, he plays it what he should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, but I wanted him to. I mean. Everything happens so fast with him, right? And kind of to me, pointless. I can't think of I can't think of the actor's name, but the actor you see him in Timothy Carhart. Yeah, he's he's CSI. He yeah. was he played uh, Mark Catherine Hulkenberg's. Willow's ex husband on yes. CSI. He also played uh, a deputy in a great uh, uh, movie called uh, Red oh, Rock West. Yes, yep. uh, yes, great, great uh, kind of film noir movie or neo noir. Movie, check that movie out. Um, yeah, and I, again, I like that actor. I think that actor is a good actor. Again, yeah. it's one of those like you've seen that guy. These are character actors, and I'm oh, fine yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, but mainly, I want to talk about when they go back to the, the Annie's old house. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you something. Um, just like like it's like coming into the belly of the beast in this. Yes, it's like right away you're like, okay, this is just kind of a torn down house like it's just yeah. kind of like a corroded house that it's really huge it's just been not up kept and you know there's people in it and there's small graffiti and then slowly and slowly it gets worse and worse and worse yeah. as we get into it i loved it yes i loved the graffiti in it i loved them when she opens the door well she goes down these steps it's like the it's like like the throat of something yes she comes out of it and it's like like the, a devil's mouth or something yeah I loved it. What's well, the? Can- it's like the Candyman. Oh, it's like the Candyman, but yeah. it's like a throne to the Candyman. But when you go in there, to me, it reminded me of like when you go into a cathedral, mm-hmm. where it's like you see the big prominent arches, and you see the, and then at the end is the altar. Mm-hmm. So like it very much was like a a shrine or a chapel to. Uh, yes, just done in the opposite direction. Yes, through uh, I just loved it. Yeah. I just, oh no, I I love that too. I thought that was great. No, it's it's great. Oh, I the, that up. The mural work mm-hmm. is wonderful. Oh my god! Too. It, there's a lot of like art aspects of art in this, and like our yeah, interpretation of yes. it. I mean, like, even her, she it's like an art school that she's in. You know? Yeah, I th- or she's like the art teacher. Or she's the art least. teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they you see a lot of like people they you know drawing Candyman like tormented or like right. these other things. I mean you. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of aspects of art. Yeah. Like there was a, 
I like the, there's like a girl where she was drawing the silhouettes on mirrors and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, interesting. Yeah. And that's Thank what I wanted to mean. She came, she comes back to, cause she took some time off cause she had to deal with her brother. So she comes back to her classroom and the classroom's in disarray and people are like, because, um, one of the, one of her students uh, is really obsessed with the, yeah. the mythos of Candyman. Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't and, um, and so she says, no, he's not real. Look. And so she says his name five times, and, and that's how we get him to um, show up with her. Yeah. As, as, as far as that connection is is concerned, go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, I think like I don't know, like the thing with five times, just weird. Uh, like oh, uh, five times. Like, I know. I was like, it's I thought it was like, three. Okay, it's you too know, many times. Like, well, because it's. I think there's there's the whole rule of three. Right. Like you with Beetlejuice. We, well, no, yeah, but that's because it goes beyond that. I mean, right. we just because three is like the smallest. It's like the you, the smallest group you can break down and like still have like a group. You know, like that's right. it's just a psychological thing. Like we tend to group things in groups of three, and to have five of them is just weird. Like she says it three times, and I'm like, oh, and then she keeps going, and I'm like, oh, we're not done. That's right, right. And then everybody does this. They say it four times and then they go, Candyman. Like they say it one last time really weird. Really weird. (laughs) Candyman. Or like, yeah. See? Yeah. You're like, what? Finally, she says it four times and then she goes, "Mm, Candyman. (laughs) She's like, see, nothing's wrong. Would you say like because he's African-American, he has to work harder? So they they have to say it five times. Materialized and like Bloody Mary or Beetlejuice. (laughs) Damn you. Jesus, uh, but I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, but I agree with you. There's a there's a little bit of art aspect to this, and yes. and, and rightfully so. I mean, you're in. Uh, you're uh, there's music aspects oh, to yeah. this. There's the voiceover aspect of it that I love. I love uh, Kingfish. Is that his name? The narrator yeah, guy. Yeah, Kingfish. I think that I think that works perfectly. I think yeah. that like. I love it. I don't love that we get to see him during at the end of it. Yes. You know, it's very he looks like very much like Dionysus. I think that's what he's supposed to be dressed as. He's like, what? Like Bacchus. Um, Dionysus is a Greek god. Oh, really? I thought it was Dr. Hook, but that's just me. But OK. Um, <laughs> he no, it's what? No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So anyway, um, but I do. I like that. I like that, that he's the narrator. The narrator is this, yeah. this guy that's like, hey, everybody. Yeah. Mardi Gras is just two days away, and he gives us a little bit of expository. And he does Gras. too, but like, but he also but pushes in a the, good way. Yeah, but he pushes. But I like how we're using that. We're using a conventional standard, but we're doing it in an unconventional way. Yeah, in a way, you know what I mean? Yes. Like I like that. I don't know about you, but I like that. Oh, I do too. Um, I mean, how did you uh, did you enjoy the the brother, the acting of the brother? Was he fine for you? Billy O'Leary. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I honestly would have liked to have more of him yeah. in the movie. Like, I think they kind of didn't use him to what they should have. Um, yeah, I agree. He doesn't show up in it that much. No, there's um, a lot of people that don't show up as much as they should. Yes. In this movie. Um, For instance, I was going to talk about the Reverend. Oh, yeah. Up yeah, to yeah. yeah. But like, um, Ethan is, you see him there at the police station. And I'll skip forward a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. So he's at the police station, uh, and they're trying to prove that like he's done this. 
at one point, um, after uh, Annie's husband gets killed, after uh, Paul gets killed, they say, you've been covering for her all this time, haven't you? And look at all these, the, the detectives, like, look at these murders, and basically throws all the pictures in front of him. <sighs> that detective. In front of him, and he's like, no, 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 it's him, it's the candy man. You know, like, he's... I don't know who played that detective, but I hope hopefully his IMDb is not that big, because I did not like him. David Janopoulos? Oh, my God. David Janopoulos. As I'm Detective sorry. Ray Levesque. <laughs> A douchebag name for... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just was his, his line readings, but he did not... Uh, he was kind of cheesy. Maybe he was supposed to be. Maybe he was supposed to be kind of like that, because it's like it's the cops, and we're not supposed to take them serious. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Who um, knows? Who knows? But the, I was talking about the Reverend, because he is um, the father of one of the, the, the one kid that goes missing. Right. Yes, and um, he's played by Bill Bill Nunn, mm-hmm. um, who's a famous character actor. You know him. Uh, do the right thing, Spike Lee. Um, Deuce alumni. What's that? He's a Deuce alumni. Yeah, he's also a Deuce alumni. What was he in? The, the um, he's alumni? been. Well, he was in Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two. He plays Robbie Roberts. You're, yeah, correct. Um, but and he wasn't in the sequel to it, unfortunately. But uh, he was in the original Sister Act. Yes, he was. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, this guy. This He's is a guy, the detective guy. Yeah, yeah. Bill Nunn is a I is a fantastic. Actor. Love him so much. Um, and he was in a lot of great stuff. Um, I wish like we still had him to keep like you know going on with things like have him almost like the Doctor Loomis type character for like any like future Candyman movies yeah. or something like that, but. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2016. Sure. Yeah. Um, I love him. They yeah. did not use him as much as they should have. No, they didn't. But also the fact that, like, because we're we're also in, uh, entering um, an aspect of religion into this movie, we don't really... It, it doesn't... It doesn't... It, that doesn't enter as much into our plot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I hate when, like, a movie... Like halfway into it, all of a sudden we're like, well, let's bring a reverend in, and then all of a sudden there's there's part of the movie that's uh, the religious part of it that kind of gets bogged down with the plot, and you're like, where was that at the beginning of the movie? Like if you're gonna have that, just be in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's not necessarily. I think it's just a, a way of of uh, just the reconnection of of faith and religion, and just knowing like family and traditions and stuff like that that yes. I think are. are Pretty much the subjects of, of this movie, you would say so, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. The mother. Let's talk about the mother for a second. The mother is uh, another famous character actor or actress or whatever you want to say. Yeah, I don't gender, you know, whatever. Um, what was her name? What? I think her name. All right. What's that? Yes. Um, what was she in? She was in. She's in a bunch of things. Oh yeah, she was. She's in, just like one of those uh, Virginia Cartwright, right? Yeah, Virginia Cartwright. Or Veronica. Or Veronica. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you would probably. Children's Hour. The birds. She was an alien. The very yeah. first alien one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was. Was she the little girl in Birds? Yes. In the Birds. Um, she was in. Oh God! What was it that we saw? Um, the Children's Hour. Yeah. Is that you're talking about? Yeah, she was yeah. a little girl in the. She was in the Birds, and she was in the Children's Hour. Mm-hmm. So she's got a pretty storied career. She was in the remake of the Body Snatchers, wasn't she? Uh yes, she was. And she was also in uh Flight of the Navigator. Yes, she was. 
Yeah. She was his mom. There you go. I couldn't remember. I was like, who's the mom in Flight of the Night? Yep. It's been a lot of stuff. Again, another another actor that is used to her potential in the movie, but not as much as, like, she could be. Do you know what I mean? The children's hour. What a good Like, yeah. This is predominantly an Annie story, right? Yes. But uh, let's go to the twist of it, shall we? Yes. So go ahead and explain the twist because you're better so, at twist than I am. So twist and, and I short. Think, twist and short. I think we need to, in order to explain the twist, we got to explain the history of Candyman. Sure, and that's why I wanted you to because you yeah. know more. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they talk about and they talk about it in the exposition piece of this too. Um, but you get to relive it and actually see it, which I. I'm glad they do. And they do some good effects during it as well. But um, the story went that uh, Daniel Robitaille uh, was actually, or Robitaille was a, uh, he was like a son, or he was like a ex-slave or son of a slave. Right. Um, who uh, had managed to like kind of, bring himself up to prominence and become like an actual, like an artist in a day when people wouldn't have, when, when an African American couldn't have been an artist, you know, like nobody would have allowed that, but he had gotten to prominence. And so, uh, his paintings were so cherished that some, like a, a rich landowner basically came out and said, I'd like for you to paint the picture of my daughter. And of course he was just like, great, you know, okay, let's do that. So he is painting uh, the woman. Uh, I think her name was, was it Veronica? No, what was the, what the hell was her name? Anyway, he's painting the daughter. Is this just through this movie? So this has no, no connection to the first movie, by the way? It does. Like, it's the okay. same background, okay. basically. Um, but Carolyn, that's her name, Carolyn Sullivan. And uh, he paints Caroline, uh, and he's uh, falls in love with her. And uh, they, uh, because he uh, he gets her pregnant, and because of that, the townsfolk basically chase him down, and just are brutally beating him. Um, they finally managed to catch up with him and, and take him down and they saw his hand off and uh, just leave him with a, you know, they cut his right hand off and leave with the stump where the hook is now. Uh, and then they smear him with uh, honeycomb and like break it apart and just smear him with honey. The cereal? Yes, with mm. honeycomb cereal. Okay. Uh, to let the bees come for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the bees come and start stinging the hell out mm-hmm. of him because they took their honey. Uh, this which, wouldn't have happened if it was Wheaties. No, it wouldn't no. have. Um, so they, basically he's in pain. He's got his hands sawed off. He's bleeding. He's beaten. He's got, and this is like, it was a pretty good effect. Like they show like, well, excuse me, let me, let me clarify. There's a swarm of bees that fly out <laughs> that looks genuinely like 1995 digital graphics. Yeah, I mean, looks, this part looks awful. The bees just kind of swarm hold up. over I'm him. sure back in then. Yes, but Tony Todd, like to his credit, has bees crawling on him. Yeah. Uh, so I know that they probably worked with somebody and had them, right. you know, crawling. 
So uh, after they sting the hell out of him and fly away back into their digital swarm, um, <laughs> he has like, if you look, he has little stingers stuck in his skin all over because the bees would have ripped right. them out when they stung him. And so he's probably, he's in tons of pain. And while they're, well, actually when they were smearing with honey, like a kid calls him Candyman. And then everybody starts yeah. chanting Candyman Candy at him. Man. Yeah. And then somebody says, uh, uh, oh, some old lady's like sweets full of sweets, which is why that comes up right more than once. Um, anyway, the um, they she does say it like Maggie Smith. Yeah, uh, sweets full of sweets, sweets full of sweets. Maggie Smith, Maggie Smith. It's like Mary Todd Lincoln, I think was. <laughs> but they um, the the father's like, of course, Caroline comes up and he's like Caroline, and he tells her to get back, and he's like, look. Look at yourself. How could she ever love you looking like that? Yeah. You know, kind of holds the mirror up to him. And he says, Candyman, and then dies while he's looking in the mirror. And so that's, they, you know, later that will come back. Um, but the secret was, Caroline had a daughter named Isabel. And Isabel, um, Isabel's Creole, um, but she was light skinned enough that they basically just kind of, she passed. And so they kind of hid her background, uh, and the family continued on and the mother, uh, Veronica Cartwright's character, uh, Octavia is basically, uh, is the descendant and Annie's the descendant. Now, how do you feel about this? Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting in the mythos of it. But the history of slavery and and stuff like that, I don't quite know if like this is a great representation for, you know, black cinema. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, black well, cinema. Uh, so I do like, like that's why when you say that you're excited for cuz there are there there's talks about redoing this. Yes. Yeah. I can see why. Mm-hmm. To put it to you know, um, we're talking a homosexual white male director. This movie, yes, you know what I mean. Not like an African American, you know, female or male. Yeah, um, and so or wrote this, or wrote this too. You know, yeah. And well, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, okay. So my thing is this: like, I I like the aspect that you have Octavia who's denying her heritage. Yeah, and Annie who is saying you have to. Embrace it. Embrace it and confront it. I like, like that too. And yeah. speak it into reality because this is what it is. We can't hide from mm-hmm. it. We need to do this. And she's like, your father was protecting you. I didn't right. want this, our name to be connected to him. Now it doesn't, she doesn't say about like to the killer or to whatever, yeah. like, or whether it's, she just didn't want uh, the name to be connected with an African-American person, you know? Like, yeah. But it, it does it become a little bit more white savior again to go yeah, forward to you in a little a, bit? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. In a little because bit they, of a green book they, way. And I shouldn't put green book because this is a better movie than green book. Anyway, that's what I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, well, they, um, they talk about it, but they don't like, they talk about it, but they don't go deeper than that. Like little right, shouting. Match. That's what like, I mean. I'm, I'm like, come on, we can go a little bit deeper than that. Like, yeah, like, I really would have liked them too. but, and but it again, is the like time. 95, like 95, yeah. we're, we're starting to get more into that. And like this, 
honestly is a thing that happens like you get right pe- you know people and i guess that's why like like you're right to get excited about that because you know when people are like ah oh, there's no original idea of it but like there has been times when like when i think about like the color purple and the color purple was directed by steven spielberg yeah he's not the right person to direct that you know what i mean he shouldn't be yes he has every right to tell the story that he wants to but wouldn't it be great to hear the story told through an african-american voice yes you know what i mean but we didn't have that back in the day right i mean you had quincy jones producing it and doing everything with it but like that's what i mean and so there's certain things that should be rebooted because it should be have their time to shine through inclusiveness and stuff yes, like that. I, I agree. I yeah. think this, I think I love this movie. I think it's good. I like where it's going and like mm-hmm. the things it touches on, but like in order for this to be right now, I look at it kind of as the light version of what it could be. Mm-hmm. And like in order for it to be like what I think it should be as a movie, I think it needs right. that voice. I and think I it needs love a genuine the, voice yeah. to it. And I think this is a really good movie too. Yeah. I think you know what I mean, but um, and so she finds the the mirror. She, yeah. So well, that's the yeah. uh, so she uh Candyman basically has killed everybody who's gone through here. The detective uh who is accused of the brother ends up getting, <laughs> you know, bluntly stabbed through yeah. the back with the, the thing. Um and thrown out the like top window of the interrogation room and like the brother then is trying to escape Candyman and gets shot and killed. So it seems he doesn't get Candyman, he just gets shot. Right. Um Yes. I thought like I was like, man, out of everything, you figure he would want to at least yeah. get killed by Candyman because he's followed Candyman and all the mythology yes. of it. And he uh, gets shot by police. Yeah. So the other detective, she watches the video and sees uh, the detective, uh, Detective Levesque, get raised into the air. Gutted. Yeah. And so she knows, that, oh, my God, this is, you know, it's real because she kind of watched it. By the way, uh, the guy who plays Detective Levesque was on Cop Rock. Oh, well, that makes He's sense. One of the officer, Andy Campo. So everybody watched that. Um, there you go. The, the uh, But so she ends up helping Annie escape later. Um, oh my god he was on cop rock gosh dude and uh. so annie is like there's a thing that holds the power i think she talks she gets it from the preacher doesn't she or yeah i think so discussion? yeah yeah and so that's it's the mirror. reason why we have yeah. that yeah and so she goes to the old house which was a the house they grew up in mm-hmm. um but that was the house that was owned by uh it would have been Caroline Sullivan bought the house. Right. And not necessarily. Yes. And she bought the house the slavery, because the, the slave, slave quarters that they briefly touch on before that, like we were never allowed to play back there. Right. Uh, the slave quarters is where uh, Daniel Robitaille was born. Robitaille was born. So uh, she bought that house so she could basically be close to him. And uh, raised yeah. Isabel there and all that stuff. So, you know, then she, you know, she goes crashes to the house. The, and she realizes, like, she breaks all these mirrors. It's not doing anything. So then she's like, oh, it's probably in the slave, old slave quarters. Mm-hmm. So she goes out there to go get them. And, like, in the process, she runs into the little boy who had gone missing. Right. Uh, and so she, he goes with her. And they go to the slave quarters. And it's interesting because it's almost like cavernous. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's dilapidated. Like mm-hmm. it's falling apart. It's like at one point she's walking down the stairs and it falls and she just lands in mud. Uh, and it's pretty creepy. It's like you see like skeletons and things like that that are like stuck up into the mud. Yeah, and that's like, true. Uh, you know, she's she tells uh, the boy to go for help. And so he runs for help uh, and she sees the mirror kind of like stuck into the mud of the wall. And when she goes to break it, uh, Candyman shows up and is like, hey, no, don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. let me show. That's when he shows her everything. Yeah. Um, the and he he says, you know, it's time for us to go. Like, basically, he's saying this thing of like. I'm going to take my family with me. We're all going to go like, let's end this, you know? Right. We meant to say that she's like, uh, Annie's pregnant. Yes. Yeah. We find out she's pregnant. Uh, and he's like, yeah, let's, let's go. You're my, you my, my blood. You're my, whatever. Let's go. Like we will leave this place together. And it's interesting because I almost look at it like a, Acknowledge that we're this like he's almost saying more of right, a, like, acknowledge that ag- we're acknowledge that we're equal. Yeah, that we're family, that we're this, right, you know, that we're part of the same lineage. And she's just like, No. Yeah. That's why I'm like, No. Yeah. No, and it's like man. in the end she rage rages against her culture. That's like I'm her like, background. She kinda does, but then then she's like, But they're flipping through the photo album yes. later on at the end of the movie. The end of the movie, let's talk about that real quick. The end of yeah. the movie that she's uh like, obviously given She gets given saved birth. by a bunch of children. She's saved by the bunch of children. Um, which is oh. great. Like all of her children. The, uh, she has the mirror. She's running. Yeah. Uh, and like, uh, the walls start caving in and the water like takes out Candyman. She gets out. He like does this. I think it was a cool effect. He hovers. Mm-hmm. He like comes out of the water and like hovers above the water. Right. And I was like, Ooh, nice. I thought that was pretty cool. I really liked that too. And then she breaks the mirror. And then he destroys in, in all and then, 90s fashion. And then he breaks into 90s pixelation. <laughs> 90s pixelation. Well, and it, uh, he, like, it starts cracking, which I'm like, okay, pretty cool. Right. And then it, then it's... No. Then it starts looking goofy. Then yeah, you see like goofy. it looks very CG'd. And then yeah. at one point when it explodes, it literally is in like pixels. So the movie ends with um, Emma. She is... Uh, Emma. Gosh. Annie. Annie's given birth. Yes. So her, her kid's there. I don't know how. Like it has to be a couple of years later. It has to be many years later. It's many she's years like later. Talking and right. Like she's talking. Yeah. Anything. She's yeah. like so. Gosh. Um. And she's tucking her in. And she's reading her. Uh. Oh no. She's not reading her book. She's like going Show through her, the photos. Yeah, the photo her, her photo album. Who's this? This is your grandma. Oh, she's beautiful. No, she's kind of a bitch. But hey, whatever. <laughs> and then <laughs> who's this? Oh, this is your uncle. But he was kind of weird and psycho. Okay, thanks. Um. And then it was like, who's this? Oh, that and it's Candyman. It's, yeah, that's uh, your great grandma Caroline, and this yeah. is Isabel. That's that's her. That's you know her her father. Yeah. You know, okay. Sure. That's your father. I'll tell you about him yeah. later. Yes. And then she's like, this is where it gets weird to me. I'll tell you that story later. Yeah. Well, I guess the the the, the, the she knows the mythology of Candyman. Yeah. She must. Yeah. So it's like okay because it's a this urban legend through, you know, the city. Um, and so she's like, okay, good night. And then she, there's like a mobile. Yeah. I don't know why. Cause she's yeah. seven, whatever. Yeah. And she looks at one and one's reflecting and she's a candy man, candy man, candy man. And before she says it the fifth time, like, uh, like an arm comes out and it's, uh, 
Annie. Annie. And um, then it's the end of the movie. So you've been deuced on that. And he, and he puts her mouth, the hand over her mouth. I kind of like that ending. Yes. Better than like, oh, like the the woman, the woman in Lady in Black or whatever, where yeah. the, oh, the, the picture cracks. Yeah. Oh, it's in the picture. Well, I felt like Fuck the thing you. was going to rotate because it's not just like a mobile. It's like mirrors hanging. Right. And so like with But the, I'm like, if your history is like, you, you've had trouble with mirrors and people yeah, like, sorry, why are you all like, here, well, maybe she here daughter, there's all... mirrors in your mobile. <laughs> Whatever. Let's go through our five questions, shall we? Yeah. Let me, uh. What's my favorite part of this movie? Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite part? Oh, well, my favorite. There's a ton in this movie that I do like. I like the setting. I think the setting's perfect. Mm-hmm. I think it's um I'm glad that they set it in New Orleans. Um I like the music. I think the music is just beautiful and wonderful. You said that this is Philip Glass. Yeah. I think um, the music is outstanding. I don't know how you got Philip Glass to to do it, but hey, sure. I guess so. Um oh, he he scores lots of Oh movies. no, he did the original Candyman. So I guess that's yeah. that's how. He scores lots of movies. Yeah. But you know, horror movies. I don't know if he does that. Does he? Anyway, I don't know. I don't know Philip Glass's uh, IMDb page. So, um, I also like I like our main character. I like the actress who plays mm-hmm. our main character. I think she does a, does a very fine job. Um, she she's she's not whiny, but she's enough whiny uh, enough to be all like, "Hey, stop what you're doing." Um, she's heroic enough, but not too much, um, and she figures stuff out. Like she's not dumb. Right, so yes. I, I like that. Um, but my main aspect of this movie is the 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 the, the themes that I got from it, uh, which are my favorite part of this movie. Which is that, yes, our our family is something that we're born with, but it's not necessarily something that we end up with later on in life. Like we we can we have the ability to choose our own family too if we want. Yes, and I believe that like her family saved her. And they saved her in a way that her family was her kids from her classroom. Yeah. And they saved her at the end. I was like, look at all the kids that were in her classroom. Like, save her from yeah. the water. And I'm like, that's perfect. And normally I would hate that. Normally I would hate that. But with this, but this, this makes sense. It, was, it made sense. Yeah. And so the thematic of, of like, history and knowing and not denying that. Not denying where you came from. But not letting that, like, tear you down and not fulfilling everything that you can bring to everyone else that you meet in life that might be your adopted family i think that's my my favorite thing about this movie that i took from it yeah and i actually mine is really the same kind of a situation too like i like i like the aspects of family not just about like the it's the family you choose thing i think there's the you look at you know, like family, what's the dynamic? Like she's looking yeah. at people who have lived a certain way, who have glossed over things, who don't look at our ugly history sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Who don't embrace like the entirety of the family because it's more than just that surface level. You know, like mm-hmm. we have histories, um, you know, and really embracing where we've come from and who we are and everything. Um, but then also, you know, being able to make your own too. Like, I think there's, there's so much about family here that mm-hmm. I think that is a very central theme to this. And like, without that, I don't know if I would have cared for this as much. Right. Me too. Yeah. 
Uh, would you reboot, continue, or cancel? Um, uh, I would, uh, if I watched this movie, this is the, which I did, duh, Brad, I don't know why I always start with this, <laughs> that. Um, continue. I, uh, not only would I watch the first one, but I would continue to, or, or I would continue to watch it. Um, I also say reboot. I also say I could see this being a series. I could see anything. I kind of liked liked it. As long as we did not get cheesy like Tony Todd. Like, now I'm just going to do one-liners. Here we go. Boom, yes. boom. Then I'm fine with it. But once it starts becoming character or like very cartoonish, yes. if that ever happens, no. Because that's not what Candyman should be. There's, there should be a seriousness to this. Agreed. Yeah, the um, there is a third one, which I know there's a third one. Candyman Day of the Dead. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that like they that this wasn't the original what they wanted for the sequel because the the original uh, director was going to direct it, but then he handed in the script and they didn't like it. Yes. Yeah. I saw that. Um. I know that. Uh, the the third one, I think he like, I think he goes back to, uh, he like convince Caroline, like the little girl, to like join him in something or whatever it is. I've never seen that one. Yeah, um, but I know that like it keeps the family thing with Caroline in it. Then. Okay, which I'm glad they're connected in that way, yeah. not necessarily so tenuously. Like I'm okay with that. Um, but Candyman, the one, uh from 2020 that they're talking about it's got a it's going to be directed by Nia uh, Nia DaCosta mm-hmm. and uh, Jordan Peele's writing okay. it so perfect African American female African American director right. and African American writer perfect all about it um, there was I think uh, there was a, a rumor like at one point Lakeith Stanfield was supposed to be in it oh god wow and I don't know if he's going to be anymore Please. or not, but that would be awesome uh, if he was. As Candyman? They don't know. Oh. Because um, he would be a good Candyman, too. It's going back. like So Tony Todd was like, I would like to be in the movie. Yeah. He's like, I get it. Like, if you can't put me in it at all, but like, you know, I'm not asking to be like Candyman. Just I'd like to be right. in it, you mm-hmm. know? And so I don't know if like. They're gonna have Lakeith, or they were gonna have somebody else do it. There was rumors Lakeith Stanfield was supposed to be Candyman, and then there was a rumor that like he's a character who was like a child in the first movie, and now is like grown up, and like so there's some other stuff with that. Okay. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that yet, but like I am pretty like I'm up for seeing it for yeah. sure. What's our next question? Uh, next question: uh, Does this movie stand on its own? Um. No. No. I don't. I don't think it does. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it does either. Because through the origins of Candyman himself. Yeah, we just get because like we will we learn more about the, I think the mythology in the first not the mythology like the the deep background the but deep like background, we kind of get like the frightening part of it. I don't think it does. Like, all of a sudden, they're just like, oh, yeah, Candyman's this world-around boogeyman. You know you what? Really if know. I would have watched, like, if you would have said watch the first one, I don't think I could have subjectively said that. Yeah. I think that it doesn't really stand on its own. I think there's... A good it's not as... It's not as... It's not reliant mm-hmm. on the first one, but it doesn't stand on its own. No. But I think it, it needs a little bit of the first one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, does this make you want to watch the first one? This movie does make me want to watch the first one. Good. Like, I do want to watch the first one because there's, um, I'm interested in the story of Candyman. I think it's, it's, it's interesting. And I want to see maybe the connections of, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that this, this, this movie's not quite connected to it. Um, but yeah, no, and I heard it's a great movie, so yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. This movie yeah. is enough. This this movie gets me enough excited. Yes. That I mean it's problematic this movie is, but it's not bad either. Agreed. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I I would think mm-hmm. I, I want to watch it too cuz I I like these. They're I think they are Underrated to the point where it's not always the first thing that people think of, or they just chalk it up to every other like generic '90s horror thing, right? Um, but and I just thought they were. I thought it was like some cheesy vampire yeah. thing. I didn't know what Candyman was. Yeah, but it's it's more than that. It's better than that. But we don't. Yeah, I don't think that people. I don't think it gets its due like it should. But I mean, it does show up on lists like of yeah, like the top. You know however many like scary f- characters or like uh it was in one of the movies like it was like 70 out of the top 100 like scary movies or something like that so um yeah i mean it does get some credit but yeah it definitely makes me want to watch the first one mm-hmm. it's, i think it's a good series yeah uh, and finally some of your experience up in two words uh, sweet seconds sweet seconds yeah it's this is this is a nice if if I'm I'm impressed by this as a sequel. How about that? Yes. And so because of that, I'm like, yeah, I'm behind it. Like I, I can get behind it. Um I, I think it borderlined it on it though a little bit. Like there was times where I was like, ooh, is it gonna tip to something that, that is just eats its own tail? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it didn't it never did. So I'm glad it didn't. So sweet seconds. Yeah. Uh I'm going to say Oh, well, maybe that's one word. I'm just going to say both of them and make it two different words. Bittersweet. Is that one word? Bittersweet symphony. How about that? Um, no, I just like it's there's so much about this movie I love and so much I'm like, yes, this like you did these things great. And I see like the beginning of some really great things in it, too. But I can't help like feel like it's really dancing around or missing the chance to really speak on some very serious things mm-hmm. that I think they could have blended in that would have made it more intense or like at least like, oh, okay, you know, like kind of have a different voice with it. Right. It's, yeah. I, I think it's missing that a little bit, but like yeah. not to the point where I don't enjoy the movie. Um, but I think like we, well, and it was 95. So it was like, you know, like, and we were but, like, I think here's what it could have done. Different. It could have been where it was like, let's just make it all funny. And I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad this yes. movie is not funny. Yes. Agreed. There's because there's times and like last time I was like, I need a little bit more comedy and like rush too. Yeah. Just to kind of get me going a little bit. Yes. It's kind of like a little jolt. Yeah. Call it, call it, uh, you know, your own uh, jump scare, but uh, make me laugh a little bit instead, yes. instead of jumping. This movie doesn't need to, and I think it's because of the mythology of it and because of the seriousness of it and everything. I don't need it to be funny. Yes. You know what I mean? And so if it ever does, I'm like, no, that's not the right route it should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
yeah, could it be? Mm, I don't. Know, it, it doesn't need to be sar- sardonic or sarcastic or anything like that. Maybe a little quip here and there, yeah. but nothing to where it's like, let's continue to do another quip. Yes, you don't see that, and you and a lot. A lot of sequels are like guilty of that, right? Yes, not this, and so it works for me. And I also think the the violence and gore are on point for me. Like mm-hmm. they're not over the top. True. Um, which some movies rely on that and less on script, and so I think like they do yeah. the right amount of, they do a right balance of like everything. Mm-hmm. So we forgot to tell people that you can rent this. Um, we can find well, you can stream it, right? You can stream it through if, like AMC, which AMC probably would probably not the out. right um, way to watch this. Yeah, there's like a a streaming app called mm-hmm. Brown Sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, the there's one. I'm trying to remember what the other one is. Um, but there's a few places you can stream yeah. it, but there's subscri- uh, subscription services, or you can rent it through Prime. And where can people find us? So people can find us at the deucepodcast.podbean.com. You can get us on Google Play, uh, Stitcher, on Apple uh, Podcasts. Really, a lot of those kind of podcatcher things. Um, uh, you can also find us at nophonynetwork.com, along with all of our uh, podcast mates, uh, mm-hmm. or you can join our Facebook page um, or you can also find us uh, at Deuce Podcast right. on Twitter. And uh, next week we'll be doing White Noise 2 Can I Speak to Your Manager? Alright. Uh, remember folks, the sequel is king. <laughs>